Williams, Eli Harvey Lemon here. Charles here. So um, this is kind of an interesting situation. Um, you know that Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game uh, and just was all over the place uh, at the stadium. Everyone's talking about her jacket, that her custom-made Travis Kelsey jacket. They're, they're very clearly this they're is cemented. Yes. Uh, they, they are in love. Right. So now, here's why this is such an interesting way of starting. We put a story up on the website um, that uh, there are no plans for them to get engaged. We've talked to people in Taylor's world. There was, they, a, there was a, we should say, there was a story that came out last week saying that they are going to be engaged by this summer, um, that things are moving along that quickly. And that, it, that's, that's ridiculous, because if you're going to get engaged this summer, you'd be engaged now if really you've made that decision. Huh? It, just, it doesn't make sense to say, well, we're going to They're going to be engaged yeah. by the summer. But right? I will say this. And we say, so you, to finish what you started, sorry, I interrupted you, but the people that we've spoken to in their world just don't see it that way. They don't see that they're rushing for any engagement this spring, this summer. Um, and in fact, the phrase that was used that we heard a couple of times was they're in the honeymoon phase still. Okay. They've been together seven or eight months. So, and no one's talking about engagement. This, this is an example of... TMZ being different from the other. We're not selling one point of view. It is true that we've talked to people, our producers have talked mm -hmm. to people who have said what Charles just said. I disagree with it. I think they are absolutely gonna get engaged, um, unless something- So if you're gonna say that they're absolutely gonna get engaged, then you need to put a, put a, a time frame on that. Okay, so- All right, otherwise you're just an So here's the reason I'm saying. Okay. They are in love, clearly. I think we can agree on that. Yes, we agree. Um, she has got about a year to go on this tour. Mm -hmm. And I think after the tour, she takes a break. I mean, she has had long periods in between tours, and I think she's gonna take a break. Right. And I think that everything kind of aligns. She's in love with this guy. Um, it kind of makes sense. I think they are gonna get engaged. And if they get engaged, they can start a family. She could still record. And it's just an Why opportunity. Why do you need time. to say that Taylor Swift needs to? She doesn't need this, this to. This whole idea, like, this is the right time for her to settle down. She's only 34 no, years no, no. old. The reason I'm saying it is because, like, during the tour, she couldn't do that because it's just too demanding. She's all over the place. I'm just saying it's. And just... the tour is going to continue. And then, by the way, when the tour is done, she might want to go record a new album. She's probably, you know Taylor, she's probably writing songs. But she can do that. As she's touring. She can do that. Right. I'm just saying that this just, I, 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 look, this has nothing to do with a clock ticking or anything like that. It, well, it feels it like you're saying, oh, she's 34, no, and it, now it's. It doesn't, I really think, mm. look, we're gonna settle this with a third party. Right, because obviously we disagree, but uh, Hugh McIntyre is someone who's covered uh, Taylor Swift for years. Uh, he is currently covering her for Forbes magazine, and he is joining us right now. Hugh, welcome to TMZ Live. Hey, Hugh. So what say you about this? Uh, you know, look, I, you, I, not, we're not even going to ask you to speculate on whether they're going to get engaged right. or not. But if they do, and if this is the time that she decides to have kids, how long can she take a break from music and then come back as big as she's been? Well, I think the real question is, would she need to take a real break? Mm. Uh, we've seen people like Taylor Swift at the height of their career uh, find a way to continue working and doing what they love and are best at while pregnant, uh, shortly after giving birth, and while they're raising kids. It's a, it's a different world for women, and uh, she may choose to take time off, and that would be great. 
but I don't know that she'd need to. And if she did, she's the biggest music star in the world right now. So uh, would her career take a small hit? It's totally possible, but it's hard to imagine a music industry without her leading the charge. I mean, she still is on tour at least through, what, the beginning of next year, right? Um, she's doing Europe and then coming back to the U.S.? She has dates into this December, but she's been adding regularly, so who knows? That's the thing that you're saying, right? She could still record a new album while she's, you know, pregnant and planning a wedding or whatever else she is going on. If we're talking pregnancy, yes, it would be tough if she was eight months pregnant to travel the <laughs> world and tour, but... You know, t her work ethic is really crazy, and she could easily continue recording music, writing music, working on other projects. You know, she has a film that she's been writing and wanting to direct. She could do a lot of that work were she pregnant. Um, and even then, you know, once she finishes this tour in December, both she and the world will probably want her to take a step back and, and breathe for a minute before giving us another major uh, era in her terminology. So you're way too young to answer this firsthand, but you're very knowledgeable in music, so maybe that makes up for it. <laughs> Where is she in the ranking when you put her next to the Beatles at this point? Well, it's a little difficult. How we rank people has changed, but... You know, the Beatles are the best-selling artist of all time. Taylor Swift may be the most listened-to artist of all time with streaming and things like that. Um, but looking at the charts and Grammys and all the measures of success, she's easily in the top 10 most successful artists ever, maybe top five, and she's in her mid-30s. So uh, where she goes from here, it's up. That's it. I'm glad you brought that up, Hugh, because the, the fact that she's in her mid-30s, she's 34 years old. This talk by some people uh, about that, you know, she needs, that this is the time she has to settle down. She's still several years away from that, right? I mean, she could continue touring, put out another album, have another tour, and then decide, okay, now I want to settle down and have kids, get married and all that. I, I don't buy this thing that now is the time she has to do it. I don't buy it at all. This is not 15 Good man, years Hugh. ago. Good man, Hugh. Good man. 34-year-old woman, she can do whatever she wants. She could have kids for the next 10, 20, whatever years with either on her own or adopt or however she wants to do it. She can get married whenever. She can take as much time off or not. So this idea that because she's 34, she really needs to do this now is ridiculous. It's, well, kind, of, it's oh, kind of an old man's concept, oh, 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 right? Hold on. Like, an, like an old no, man would Hugh, come up Hugh, with that idea. He's directing this at me. Uh, <laughs> my, 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 no, my point is that she does not tour every year. She takes long breaks um, in these tours, and it makes, it makes business sense for her to do that. So after this tour, she's not going to tour for several years. And mm. I, I mean, I just don't think she's going to. And also, you don't want to do it on the heels of one of the most successful tours of all time. So I'm not talking about ticking clocks. I'm just saying that this is an opportune time to... In your old... No, it's, it's an opportune time if she wants to. I had nothing to do with ticking clocks. Mm -hmm. If she wanted to take time off for anything or, or refocus, you know, again, make a movie, just take time off and, be, and live her life, 2025 would be a great time to do it. She's touring throughout the year. She probably has at least an album or two coming this year. Um, so, yes, that would be a great time for her to step back from music and do... Something. You know, you're such a good guy. You really are, and, and you know so much. I don't want to put you on the spot, 
But on the other hand, I do want to ask the question, <laughs> so I'm gonna. Um, she's surpassed Beyonce, I think. By almost every metric, uh, her tour was twice the size of Beyonce's, almost. Uh, she has more hits, more number ones, more albums sold, all of those things. Uh, is she creatively better than Beyonce? That's an argument for anyone to have, but uh, when you're looking at the data, in almost every way she has. I mm. asked that just to get back at Charles. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> cultural, cultural influence, they're at best even, or I, Beyonce's I, ahead of her. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift is the most successful artist of my generation. Beyonce is the artist of my generation. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's, okay. that, that's a good place well to said. end. Well said. <laughs> uh, everyone's happy with that. Uh, we really, really appreciate you coming on. That's, uh, this has been really interesting. Thank you. Thanks so much. Really right. appreciate it. Clearly, he agrees with me, so we brought in our third party. I will get the, I win. I will get the last laugh on this. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're going to move on. Yes, to a happy 60th birthday to Jeff Bezos. And excuse me, what is that? What is what is what he's wearing? Leather? I don't I don't know, but man. And sunglasses? That is a oh cool looking six-year-old. Uh Jeff and his she fiance, is, Lauren Sanchez, uh, Lauren, celebrated. Lauren Sanchez is you the female wait. Kanye West when it comes to dressing the part. You are so incorrect. You're, but anyway, it, I, it's exactly that was right. the outfit that they uh, were rocking in Milan. They had several outfit changes, including uh, Lauren in that see-through uh, bodysuit. Um, can, can I just stop you for a second? Can, do we have a side-by-side -side of Jeff Bezos there and Jeff Bezos back in the... Hey, man. Lauren Sanchez People... is Kanye West. When You're it... acting like she's dressing him. How about they have stylists that dress both of them? No. Is what I'm guessing. Well, let, let's be careful with the Kanye West comparison. Well, no, yeah, I, yeah, just exactly. fashion. <laughs> I just mean fashion. You mean well, listen, molding I, someone into whatever you want them to wear. Right. I mean, it's so interesting because Jeff Bezos loves being a celebrity, clearly. I mean, he knows Paul Peralta outside the building that he's at. He likes strutting into the car wearing Dolce & Gabbana. I mean, he looks very nice, but it just makes me think, if this is what they're doing now on his 60th birthday, what are they going to do come their wedding? Well, I mean, let's also remember the engagement parties, guys, the premarital showers. I right. mean, it's going to be outrageous. Right. You guys are forgetting the setting. It's not like it was just, they didn't have a a 60th birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. They were in Milan at fashion events. So fair that's enough. how you dress. Fair enough. I've if you a, showed up for a no, fashion I, event in Milan yeah, wearing I got a t-shirt, they I got were, a question. If, okay, if I did that and was at a fashion show and oh, we would would in that, still give you, you would endless skewer crap. me. Yes. You would skewer me. 100%. Oh, God. <laughs> Chelsea Handler uh, was the next comedian up to host an award show. She, she did a good job. She, yeah, she hosted the Critics' Choice Awards last night. Um, did not shy away from taking a few shots at people. But I gotta stand up right now for Joe Coy. Because, well, as you know... They have history. Yeah, they have history as in they had a, a beautiful relationship. And even when they broke up, they both said it was amicable and this was about just wanting different things out of relationships going forward. So it seemed like everything was fine. And that's what people say. And then she took a huge swipe at him. Not huge. I think this is huge. Medium. Now, the, the, the background here, if you missed it, uh, last weekend when Joe hosted the Golden Globes. We can just say, he bombed. He bombed at times, and he, worse than that, he blamed his writers, and he said, hey, I didn't write. The ones you're laughing at, I wrote. <laughs> the ones you're not laughing at, the writers wrote. He has apologized and said he shouldn't have done that. It was a rookie move. And yet, 
His ex, Chelsea, delivered this line last night during the Critics' Choice Awards. Unfortunately, Martin Scorsese isn't here tonight, but that's not going to stop me from letting everyone in this room know that I would toss him around like a little Italian meatball. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. My writers wrote it. I mean, the, pretty, the, jab pretty, at, the jab at Joe got a bigger funny. laugh than the actual Martin Scorsese joke. I know. <laughs> Charles said at the top this was an amicable breakup, and it was, but even the most amicable break breakups still have a hidden little bit of resentment, and it came out here, and it was great. I loved it. I it have a, was, it's, come it, on. It don't you feel bad for Joe. He, now, he spent a week Throwing himself on the sword, saying, I'm, I, "Look, I'm sorry." He knows he bombed. Think he of it this owned way. it. Joe got a big laugh finally. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a feeling that even he would say, "Hey, you know what? It was in the, to get a laugh, okay. so uh, he'd be uh, fine uh, with it." Here's my beef. I I was triggered by this. That it's bad enough that you have to sit there for a whole night in an auditorium like this. What they serve to eat? Oh my. God. Yeah, the, uh, oh there were some very God. unhappy campers with the food that was served at the Critics' Choice Awards. In particular, we're gonna, you gotta hear this. Um, when they were handing out pizza in a bag. In a bag! And when they got to the cast of The Color Purple, watch Fantasia in particular, <laughs> her reaction to the pizza. Where are the lamb chops? <laughs> They're not coming. Sorry, honey, they are not coming, Fantasia. Pizza, you got pizza in, a in, a bag. Bot now, in a bag. In a bag. There were also some, uh, I think, some fruits and uh, crackers that were handed out in a box. What was soap. Oprah doing? Because Oprah was like... Oprah said she's not having... Because she didn't want to mess up her lipstick. She wasn't about the food itself. Oh, that's what she said. She said, I don't want to mess up my lipstick. Mm. But also, you saw her face. She, her, she, her mouth was agape, like, this is what they're serving? It's just... Crazy pizza in a bag. Be careful about <laughs> criticizing what people serve their uh, their their guests in a in a place, mm -hmm. uh, Harvey. What kind of food uh, we're tossing around? Let me tell here. you, if yeah. we did this for our lunches, it oh. would be an upgrade. It would be delicious. Oh, stop, Jason! First of all, we have pizza today, as it turns out. Do we really? Yes, we do. <laughs> not in a bag. It's not on in a, a bag. On no. a paper napkin. It's better pizza. <laughs> someone, by the way, someone at the award show referred to the pizza as. 3D printed, <laughs> 3D, what do you say? Absolutely revolting 3D printed ass That's pizza. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's funny. Hi, I'm Dana from Trent, New Jersey, and I wanted to comment on Chelsea Han Handler. Um, you can't expect anything less from Chelsea. She's a comedian, so of course, you know, she got to make a joke out of everything. I think um, she did a good job. Yeah, I, I she think, did do a good I job. I do think Joe's probably not all that offended. Good luck to your Eagles, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, we got to move on. Yes, uh, something else uh, that was quite upsetting at the Critics' Choice Awards, at least for Ariana DeBose, uh, who was sitting in the audience, and while the hosts, Bella Ramsey and Anthony Ramos, were announcing the category of uh, best song. So they pointed out there are some real musicians, as they put it, and then there are some actors who are pretending to be musicians um, but watch Ariana DeBose's face because she got lumped into one of those categories and was not happy. This year's batch of Best Song nominees are masterfully crafted works of art delivered by some of the most famous voices in the music industry. Included in the mix are Billie Eilish. Yeah. 
Lenny Kravitz, and Dua Lipa. They're all fire. Love them all. <laughs> and then there are the actors who also think that they're singers. Jack Black, <laughs> Ariana DeBose, and Ken himself, Ryan Gosling. Can you feel the energy? Oh, oh man. She was and just she's like. she's got chops. That was. She's that, got, that she's was got chops. Et tu, Brute? Uh, really? Be because she and Anthony were co-stars in Hamilton where she very much sang. Sings. As like, uh, professionally sings. Right. That was a And that's why she's like. Shot. Uh, I get that this was, was just a joke that, you know, that the best song category, half the nominees are mostly famous as actors. But it fell flat because those three particular actors, not just Ariana DeBose, but Ryan Gosling came up on the Mickey Mouse Club scene. Singing. Right. Jack Black has had a very successful career with Tenacious D, so maybe not the right three actors to call out for wanting to be singers or pretending to be. Maybe this said. explains. So, uh, actually, uh, the Ken Ken, uh, what's the song called? I'm just Ken. I'm just Ken. That actually that won. won. But Ryan Gosling didn't go up on stage to receive the award. The the writers of the song, Mark Ronson and uh, I forget the other guy, but they went up and accepted the award, and Ryan Gosling did not go. He probably felt like a jerk after that intro, no, where I, they're like, oh, he's just an actor pretending to be a singer. No, he's, he was surprised, but I think he just gave the shine to Mark and, Mark and yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great if he went up on stage and looked at Billie Eilish and Lenny Kravitz and was like, in your face, real right. singers. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I, I'm sorry, that was a huge shot. Well, that I'm, was, what in the hell? And Hamilton? it was planned. It wasn't... It, it, this wasn't like well, a spot. Ariana didn't know about it. Well, no, no, no. But it was, but it was great. because you could tell because he mentioned Lenny, he mentioned you know Billie Eilish, so they kind of segmented those three from the other three, and it was so it was a planned thing they did. Well, yeah, it was, it was so, scripted, obviously. But it was disrespectful. They're reading off a teleprompter. It was disrespectful. Yes, it was. And by the way, Ariana, it wasn't just her face. We're not just reading it. This is her post. She said, "No, I didn't find it funny." LOL. But she did put an LOL at the end, right? She did put an LOL. Hi, I'm Angie from New York. And while I didn't watch The Wish, um, I saw a clip of it where Ariana was singing and she clearly can sing. So I think she should let her talent speak for itself and, and not waste time clapping back at something that's not factual. Like they say, haters gonna hate, or maybe it's just a joke that fell really flat. Oh, haters gonna hate. Wasn't that a professional singer who said that? Or, <laughs> or, or the better phrase I've heard, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Ariana, you are popping. You're popping. Well, no one could question Lindsay Lohan's cultural influence, right? And obviously, um, her role in Mean Girls was so iconic, they brought back the movie again, right. uh, which you know came out this weekend, and um, Lindsay does have a cameo in it, but there's something in the movie that... It really upset her. It's very upsetting to her, because they made a reference to something that, look, let's just be honest, is part of Lindsay Lohan's we story. Say, rewind to the beginning of TMZ. Um, a few months after we launched, um, we got this video. I, we, actually, one of our camera guys got this. They, we, they were out at a club, and not Lindsay, uh, Paris, Hilton Paris Hilton and Brandon Davis were out at a club and they had beef with Lindsay at the time. So let us first play this for you. This is what we put up back in 2006. And then we'll show you how it was referenced in the movie and why Lindsay's upset about it. It's an embarrassing thing to say, but Lindsay Lohan, she's a fire crush. Say <laughs> her last word, okay? We're gonna leave, but Lindsay Lohan, is a fire crutch. 
With and Paris, it went, why is she a cackling? Up. And it went on and on and on. Yes. So anyway, it was a... It, and, and Lindsay it, was upset about it at the time. In fact, it started a rift between Lindsay and Paris, Paris. which has since been squashed. Um, and they're cool now. But in the movie, there is a reference to... Someone is referring to what was Lindsay's character, Katie. Um, she's not playing that role in the new movie. But someone refers to her. Actually, it's Megan Thee Stallion. They're talking about who's more popular, Regina George or Katie, and here's how it comes out. Okay, so somebody sent me this look, and I was like, hi, girl, we are going back red, Y2K, Firecrack, it's back. Y2K, Firecrack. So right. it looks like Lindsay didn't know that was in the movie. No. Um, and she's pissed. Well, this is just so rude. Lindsay Lohan did them a favor by going onto the movie and making a cameo, and then just to troll her like this and not even give her a warning, how could she not be pissed? This was one of the things that she hated the most that ever happened about like her being called a fire uh, crotch, and then they just doubled down on it. Lindsay's uh, representative, Leslie, uh, Leslie Sloan, said, Lindsay was very hurt and disappointed by the reference in the film. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, 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 know, you know who I think is actually, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not going to question Lindsay's feelings. It, it, it was like, that was a thing against Paris and Brandon at the time. Correct. But I would think Paris Hilton is more upset yeah, why are, you because, why are you dredging up old stuff that right. we had squashed and now we're going to go through this again? You honestly think that Paris Hilton is more upset by this than Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, it's, because it makes no. Paris look... It makes Paris... It makes Paris look... I, I get it what you're saying, the clip Lindsay itself. It makes stupid right. that yes. she did a cameo and then this line was no, in no, it no, and no, she didn't that. know about it. No, 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 but Harvey, you're looking at it as, as just about the clip that we put up. For Lindsay, it's not about that clip. It's that... That, that label kind of stuck, and people said that about her for a long time, and so that's why she'd be upset. I don't think it's- No, I get it. The clip. But I mean, I think for Paris, it's like, oh God, people are looking at me when I was off the rails. I don't know. I mean, both of Maybe. them, I'm what, sure, are upset. What's interesting is that Tina Fey, who obviously asked Lindsay to be in the, to make a cameo, and actually asked her to come to the premiere in New York, which she did, but clearly didn't let Lindsay know that this line was in the movie. Otherwise, she wouldn't you know, be shocked like this. Do you this. know what this has remnants of that's really kind of funny? I just thinking, this is kind of the thing with Kanye and, and Taylor. And Taylor Swift. Yes. Um, with that line that, she, that Taylor didn't know that line was in, but she knew the first line was in. Right. Feels do you think me. that Lindsay said anything to Tina Fey after seeing this like in the movie, or no? Uh, like I am guessing because... Uh, Lindsay's publicist was so upset. The answer is yes. <laughs> Hi, my name is Cordero from Chicago. Tina Fey was living up to the title of this movie, Mean Girl. There is no way that she invited this girl to this movie. At the premiere, and she is sitting there hearing fire crotch in the movie, and she didn't even tell her, we all know what a fire crotch is, and no one wants to be associated to that name. Apparently so. <laughs> Apparently so. Okay, we got to take a break. Uh, yes, so uh, when we come back, Robert Downey Jr. defending his maybe most criticized role in Tropic Thunder. He is not backing down and says there was absolutely nothing wrong with it. You will hear his defense when we come back. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Robert Downey Jr. is being celebrated for his role in Oppenheimer. He's now two for two at the award shows, uh, one for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, for his role in Oppenheimer at the Critics' Choice Awards last night, following up on the Golden Globes win. But he's taken some time out to talk about 
one of his more criticized roles. Uh, not in a good way. At least it hasn't held up over time, a lot of people feel. And that is his role in Tropic Thunder, the 2008 film, where he, <laughs> he played... Um, I'm not saying nothing. He played a white guy who was playing a black guy and so therefore was in blackface, essentially. Um, and a lot of people feel like that role just doesn't hold up and you wouldn't do it today. Well, he was on Rob Lowe's podcast and uh, Rob asked him about it if he had any regrets. He is defending it and I think in a very interesting and appropriate way. I was looking back at All in the Family, and they had a, uh, a little disclaimer that they were running at the beginning of the show. Um, you, people should look it up exactly what it is because it is an antidote to this clickbait addiction to grievance that uh -huh. it seems like we have with everything nowadays. The language was saying, hey, this is the reason that we are doing these things that in a vacuum you could pick apart and say are wrong or bad. And there used to be an understanding with an audience. And I'm not saying that the audience is no longer understanding. I'm saying that things have gotten very muddied. So the spirit in which Stiller directed and cast and, 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 and shot Tropic Thunder in was essentially as a railing against all of these tropes yep. that are not right and had been perpetuated for too long. Yeah, I, I mean, his point is... When he says it's muddied, one part of it is that people are in general very sensitive about things and speak out about it now. Um, but also I think the part of the muddying is that it used to be, yes, there was an understanding that we're not really, we wouldn't obviously be taking that kind of a shot. We are mocking something for the case, for the point of tearing it down. But the muddied part is that now there, we know that there are a lot of people who may not find that you know, as a shot at the trope and made us think that it's celebrating the trope. See, I think what he's, That's where I, it's muddy. I, I think what he's saying is the audience is smarter than a lot of people believe and that, they, that they're not just going to accept something as, oh, that's really cool. People can understand that. It used to that. be that the audience, I think he's saying the audience got it before I think and now saying, not think, everyone I, does I, I think it. he's saying most of the audience still gets it, but there's this drumbeat that we're going to treat people as more dumb than they are. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think what he's saying is back in the day, like in 08, we were able to do Tropic Thunder and people saw it. I was doing a caricature of a person who thought it was okay to do blackface in that film, right? And just because I was like technically doing black, back blackface on film, doesn't, doesn't mean, you know what I mean? So what he's right. saying is we've lost that nuance. We've lost that understanding with the audience. What, I'm, what I hear him saying is modern day audiences are in fact dumber and more triggered than they were back in the day when there was this quote unquote understanding that you could look at art and not just be triggered by what you're seeing right off the bat, which is a white man in blackface. Yeah. Today, you see that and you're triggered like, oh my God, it's outrageous. But there's nuance and there's meaning behind it, right? And yeah. I'm not, again, like these, these things were not fly today. You couldn't make Tropic Thunder today. It's just the, that's just the, yeah. the age that we live in. But like, you know what I mean? Like art is, 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 is controversial for a reason. Like, and there's nuance. I agree and, with you. And, and I, and I think the, the uh, disclaimer that he's talking about, and I didn't even know that. I didn't know there was a disclaimer. So when family. All in the Family runs and reruns now on certain channels, this is by the way, the, the disclaimer is, that comes up, which is ridiculous. The program you are about to see is All in the Family. It seeks to throw a humorous spotlight on our frailties, prejudices, and concerns. By making them a source of laughter, we hope to show in a mature fashion 
just how absurd they are. That is, that is, now, that, that, all that, that is that, true, that, that but is, the fact that, that you have me, to. That is so stupid. It's just that like the Gone with so the Wind thing. Remember when Gone with stupid. the Wind was like airing and they had to put this disclaimer up? Like, oh, this is racist right. stuff. We're not condoning. It's obviously not condoning it's so racism. It's a ridiculous. movie that was made for the time that was, you know what I mean? So like, it's sort of in the same vein. When you vein. have to explain it to the audience. That, that means the audience is doing. now dumb. The audience is gone. This is part of what Robert Downey is saying. Why the. Some people feel like they have to explain because there's it. about because they think that there's there's a large th- element there's of fi- the audience that actually doesn't there's see that's what it is. Fifteen to twenty percent of people who are off the rail sensitive and can't look at any nuance. And there's also like fifteen to twenty percent that's incredibly racist and that would think that this is actually oh this guy's great. I, oh, I, I agree. No, with no, what no, I understand saying. that. But what do you? That's the part. But, they're but are you about. playing to them? Or are you playing to the vast majority of people who get it? I mean, what's happened in this whole country is you've got this huge number of people, this sizable majority that are reasonable, and you've got the Se- fringes seventy percent, and you got the fringes on both sides that are controlling 15, the narrative, side, right. and it's absurd. And I mean, this this all in the family disclaimer is just dumb. <laughs> I I think you're both right. Free from Charlotte here, North Carolina, um, ninety-two million dollars to make. $195 million at the box office, and he was nominated for a uh, best supporting role in this. Some people like it. And I'm going to be honest with you, I like it too. And, I, and my opinion on, on blackface is like, as long as you're not chasing women mm-hmm. around off bridges and robbing people and stealing things, it actually showed him in a in the best light. Uh, 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 military um, sergeant um, in the military, uh, things like that. Compassionate about his uh, uh, his troops. Um, so yeah. I, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. Um, and, and it's Robert Downey Jr. Come on. And, <laughs> and also the idea was Robert Downey being Jr. critical of the. All right. Anyway. Okay. We got to move on. Yes. To some really sad news for Yo Gotti, uh, whose uh, family is in mourning after his older brother was shot and killed this weekend in Memphis and. What's really sad about the loss of his brother, his name is uh, Anthony Big Juke Mims. Um, and the loss of Big Juke happened moments after he left a funeral. He was actually attending funeral for someone that he knew. Um, and it was as he le- after he left the funeral where he was gunned down. And right now, police are still searching for... Uh, the suspects. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation in the streets that this has something to do with Young Dolph's murder. Yeah. That hasn't been founded yet. Memphis is actually in a bad place. You know, they're they're the capital of murders in the United States right now. They had a 42% yeah. increase. So, you know, it could be anything, but it's like the wild, wild west out there right now. Hey, Trent, so isn't, isn't, isn't there a trial coming up on the Young, young Dolph? Dolph? Yeah. There is. Yeah. Young, young Dolph has several, there's several suspects in custody for that murder. Um, and, and, and isn't there some there's a uh, feeling the, the, that there was always a feeling when he was yeah. that there was beef between Yogati, but there's never been anything that has connected Yogati to this. Yeah, nothing concrete. There's been diss songs back and forth, but uh, streets talk, and you know sometimes. Uh, and so the speculation the is that because that trial is coming up, that this is happening. Uh, Big Juke's murder had yeah. something to do with it. Again, as Trent said, there, there's no obvious connection to that yet. The police haven't found one, and more importantly, they're just trying to find. The, the person who was the trigger man here. Right. Uh, all they have is a photo of uh, a white Ford Explorer that they believe uh, was involved in the shooting. So 
they're on the lookout for that vehicle in Memphis. Words matter. <laughs> it makes a difference. You can't just be like, eh, it's sort of like. Um, Jason Momoa learned this the hard way when last week he did an interview where he referred to himself as homeless. And a lot of his fans were very concerned that what's going on with Jason? Does he have financial trouble? How is he homeless? He's not actually homeless. He, he doesn't have a house that he calls home right now. But the word homeless is it's triggering clear. to a well, lot of well, people. What, it, what homeless means is you're in a situation where you can't afford a home that you are, you are without your means. not not uh, voluntarily choosing to live uh, on the streets. Right. So that's what, there is a huge that's the picture everyone had, but. You Not don't it. you don't really hear people say houseless too often, but yeah, he explained it. You know, he has a, he I guess he has a trailer, so he does have some place to live, and he's been traveling the country. I know he has a new docu series coming out pretty soon, where I think it's called On the Rome, where basically he yeah. does that. He's traveling the country, meeting interesting people, but um, and you know he's been separated from uh, Lisa Bonet for a couple years now. Uh, I know we just broke the story; they, they finalized, finalized the divorce, but um, yeah, I guess he just hasn't got around to buying a house. Which so he he actually put a statement out where he kind of clarified it. Yes. That it's not that he's homeless. I'm, I'm just houseless. I'm not homeless. I have a nice trailer. Everyone's like, Jason Momoa's homeless. And I'm like, relax. <laughs> I got a bleeping sleeping bag. <laughs> Hello, Torn LP here, East Texas. And I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. I mean, what's he going to say? Transient? I mean, <laughs> he's been in Hollywood for about 20 years. We know he's not homeless, but... He doesn't have the same trailer that Bob down the street does. I think we should respect this man. Stop pocket watching him. There are plenty of women in the America, United States, that will take in a struggling Jason. Jason, if you're watching, <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that he is. could just knock on any door and be like, right. come on oh, in. Oh, come on in. <laughs> During his uh, storied wrestling career, Hulk Hogan has been the good guy. He's also been the heel. Yep. He'd opted to play the good guy when he came across a very real crisis. He was in uh, Florida, in Clearwater, by his home, uh, and happened on the road happened upon a, an accident where a young woman had actually rolled over her vehicle. Uh, she was cut off by someone else, ended up in a rollover. By the way, she's 17 years old, so she was terrified. And Somebody Hulk, his wife, and uh, a friend of his were one of the first people on the scene, and they uh, jumped in action. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely amazing. This is in Clearwater, Florida. It was around 10 p.m. last night, and, and yeah, Hulk and Sky and his buddy Jack, who was a military member, sort of just minding their own business after being out to eat, and they see this car, uh, which we're told th there was a vehicle, not the vehicle driven by the 17-year-old, but somebody was about to miss an exit, and they made what sounds like a, a pretty aggressive move, right, yeah. swerve, and end up obviously uh, seemingly contacting the 17-year-old's car. It flips over, and uh, the airbags were actually still inflated. Hulk's buddy Jack, a, a former military member, r rushes up, guys, and actually has to pop the uh, airbag so the 17-year-old girl is able to get out of the car. And, I mean, good thing, uh, you know, Hulk, Sky, and Jack were there. It was Hulk's knife, by the way. Hulk gave his friend the knife, and the guy popped the airbag. Got her out. She's fine. 
Um, she was dazed, confused. Can you imagine? You go upside down person. and you, oh, you open your eyes and there's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I right, mean, you probably think you died or something. I, I mean, know. it must have been a ter- terrifying moment for her. But very cool for Look, you could you could easily just drive by and say, hey, somebody else will handle it. The cops will come. But, but Hulk didn't do that. And he stopped and helped. And that's that was cool. really good. Really good. My name is DJ K-Dev, and I'm from Long Island, New York. And leave it to Hulk Hogan to be a real-life superhero. I'm somebody who grew up on wrestling. I grew up on Hulk Hogan. And it really warms my heart to see that he took time out of his busy schedule to help out this young girl. And I really hope that she is safe and she has a speedy recovery. But leave it to Hulk Hogan to save the day and be a superhero. By the way, I just noticed in, in, at the crash scene, he's wearing, is it an NWO shirt he's got on? And that was the wrestling league when he actually was the heel. Oh, that's if, I, right. if I'm remembering my, my wrestling. You know, I wish you were on this history. coast instead of, last, instead of the East Coast um, last week. Why? Can you imagine him during the Iron Zeering fight? <laughs> I mean, that would have been amazing. With the, with the mini bikes? Yeah, with the mini bikes. <laughs> uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, my name's Christy. How are you guys? We're good. I just wanted to say that I think that uh, Taylor, the whole trailer thing, they've only been together a few months. They need to give it a couple more years. A couple more years? Yes, exactly. Take it nice and slow. Take it nice and easy. There's no reason to run. You got to wait three years if you want to. Yeah. Okay. proper. Okay. That's called road testing. She was with Joe Alwyn for, what, six years? Okay, fair point. Road test, Taylor. Uh, one more. Hey, friends. It's your girl, Taj, out in Atlanta, Georgia, commenting on Chelsea Handler. Now, I'm not a petty person myself, but I definitely love petty um, coming from Chelsea. I think she's the petty queen. I mean, she knows how to land her jokes, unlike her ex, Jokoi. So I don't know what to say, but Chelsea, I love her to death. She's hilarious, and I'm here. I'm totally here for okay, her. Okay, can I just ask you one question? Are you really? Are you really not a petty person? I'm not a petty person, like. But you I have just, some knowledge, Harvey, that you want to share? Because you're saying I'm I not know. a petty person, but I love what Chelsea did. Uh, I love watching other people do it, but me, I like to stay out of the mess. But that's just me. Smart Take move. Take my word for it. I promise, I would never lie. Fair Smart enough. move. Well, Tom Holland and Zendaya seemed like they were on the outs, at least to fans who were observing because they hadn't seen them together Not in many, us. many months. Not to us. But we found out that they had actually spent New Year's Eve together, so we were thinking this probably isn't the breakup that it seems like it is to uh, some fans. Well, we happened to get Tom Holland out in L.A. Uh, let, over the weekend. Here's what he had to say. We asked him point blank, uh, are you guys broken up? And you can judge for yourself. Hey, Tom. People are saying you and Zendaya are broken up. Can you clear that up? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not, right? Hey, God bless you, brother. You have a great day, man. Have a nice time. So, take him at his word. He I says, totally take him at his word. Yeah, he said, absolutely not. We knew that. Now, some people will, you know, pick it apart and go like, oh, he answered too quickly, or he dismissed it, and look, well, I'm going to take him answer, at his word. He didn't answer too quickly because he's been... He's seen that people have been talking about that for more than a week. Right. So he was locked and loaded for that answer. And I totally believe him. I totally believe him. Okay, we will see you tomorrow.